two words to describe Jill Monaco are free and present. She has found true, real freedom in Jesus. When you start talking with Jill, she's present. She sees you. She looks at you. She has compassion towards you. She understands you because she has been there and she has experienced the struggles. She is present in understanding you. You're going to love our conversation. Here we go. Jill Monaco, you have found freedom in your life, like the true, real freedom. Praise so the Lord. what does that mean? You know, um, it took me a while to just kind of figure out that I wasn't just trying to get free from things, mm. but I was trying to discover who God made me free to be. I want to be free to, to be that person. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So finding that identity in Christ, not just freedom from the fill in the blank, the addiction, the mm -hmm. abuse from fear, from anxiety, but really the identity in who you were created to be. Yeah, because yeah. if I focus on the the addiction or if you focus yeah. on any of that stuff, it still has power over you. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, the scripture says um, that we are to have the mind of Christ and he's not seeing you as, or people as an addict or mm -hmm. uh, whatever the fill in the blank. Yeah. He sees us through the cross. Mm. He sees us as a finished work through the cross and who he made us to be. He's just hoping that we'll catch up with that. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and some of us move slower than others. Oh, I moved slow. I'm a turtle too. <laughs> okay, so for a newer believer, what does yeah. that mean? Mm. Through the cross, like I think yeah. a lot of times we say Christianese stuff. Right? Sure, we start using something because we know what it means. Right. But if somebody's a newer believer, what does mm. that mean? Well, um, before Jesus died for us on the cross and he died for all of our sins and he gives us this beautiful gift of salvation when we accept him as Lord and Savior. Prior to that, we don't have the fullness of joy. We don't have um, knowing that he made us with a purpose and a plan. Um, we don't know that we are precious and beautiful and wonderfully made. We don't know any of those things. But once the cross happened, once he died for our sins and we enter into that gift of grace and salvation, then then we have all the blessings that, and it's not the blessings weren't there. We didn't know we had access to them. Yeah. So that's what the cross, that cross is kind of like that middle ground, that this is all I knew before, but now that I know Jesus, this is all I have. It's not just about going to heaven, right? It's about all the things that he has created us to do here on earth to bring him glory and to lead others to understand what joy it is to walk with him. Yeah. So when I say he just wants us to focus on the past and he sees us in this half of our lives, yeah. he sees us as this is already a done deal. Salvation's done. And this is who you are. Yeah. He doesn't identify us with our mistakes of the past. Wow. That's so good. So how do you get there? <laughs> How do you get to freedom? Okay, my identity's in Christ. I know who I am in Christ. I know I'm redeemed. I know I'm precious. I know I'm loved. I know I'm forgiven. Okay. But how do you get to that point? How do you find that freedom? You know, I think it's such a good question because I, I've i talked about um, freedom from rejection. And I really, really struggled with, I knew my identity up here. Yeah. But it was 
here? Yeah. Like, how do I live from that place? And every time I was rejected mm -hmm. again, I would have those old records and those tapes, you know, like, oh, you're not enough or you're too crazy to be lovable or whatever it was. Because, you know, sometimes you just feel like, you know, you just fall into old habits even or even sin patterns and you just think that I'm not going to be able to change. Yeah. And so when I started finding freedom, it was like baby steps, but yeah. it started with over and over again, not just knowing what God said about me, but asking him, why do I keep sinning like that? Mm -hmm. Why, why do I always have this thought when this event happens and I'm rejected? Why do I always assume yeah. everyone thinks that and everyone must think I'm a fool mm -hmm. or what? Whatever the issue was. Right. And so freedom for me came slowly. Yeah. It came one issue at a time and it came out of intimacy with God. Yeah. So it really came from, hey, I'm at your feet. And I, I mean, I don't even want to use this term, but it's relatable. I feel like such a loser. Yeah. Like, God, I can't stop sinning. Yeah. And so, and that was early on in my Christian walk where I loved him. I truly, truly loved him, mm -hmm. but I was still failing, but I was still growing. Yeah. And I don't think anybody tells new believers that. Yeah. That. And know, even as growing. a mature believer, you yeah. still sin, you still mess up. And yeah. in my well, mind, I don't, like, maybe. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> you found perfection. Good for I, you. I found freedom. Yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy because I'm like, why do I keep doing that? Mm -hmm. And I have to keep on reminding myself, I'm a sinner. That's never going to change. I come closer and closer to the image of Christ each and every day. Mm -hmm. But we never come into that perfection until mm -hmm. the day that we meet Jesus face to face right. for right. eternity. And as soon as I'm free of this thing, it's like, oh, this other thing was there. And I didn't know it was there because it was covered up by the thing that yes. was really glaring. Yes. Right? And his mercies are afresh every morning. Praise every him. single morning. Yeah. You start again. Yep. Because his mercy is right there. Mm -hmm. Okay, back to Good. the, okay, now I need freedom from this. Now I need freedom from this. And your book, Freedom Coach Model, you are the founder of Freedom Coaching Model. Mm -hmm. And I have had the opportunity to go through this book. So you don't actually read it. So maybe right. explain that a little bit. Okay. Um, and it's like, oh, I could use help with this one. Oh, I could use help with this one. Oh, I could use help with this one. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay. <laughs> so how do you use this amazing book? Well, there's about 20 different topics in there. And like you said, it's not a read book. I think I have like a half a page or a page of, okay, this is rejection. This is a scripture about it. This is what we're gonna work on today. And then I offer questions for you to ask God. Mm -hmm. So um, there's, I'm trying to think forgiveness is another topic and it may start with God who do I need to forgive mm -hmm. what do I need to forgive them for how did I need to forgive them for how it made me feel how am I feeling yeah. sometimes we're not even in touch with our feelings yeah. of how that hurt us all right what consequences are still in my life because of that event that happened and so I suggest questions for people to ask God and spend some time listening and often it's the first thing that comes to mind, or it's just that gut where I just say, it's just the Holy Spirit in you that knows, but as you're, you know, making space for you in Jesus and encountering his presence, he lovingly reveals things. Yeah. And, um, and then I give you a prayer to pray at the end, but there's topics like, um, lies that we believe about ourselves, about God or about others. Mm -hmm. There's inner vows that we make or judgments like I will always, or I will never, mm -hmm. um, there's 
I don't call them generational um, uh, sin, but generational iniquities, patterns yeah. that we've seen in our family that we can break free of. So um, fear, hatred, uh, shame. And really, you could spend days and weeks and months really asking the questions that are just in this book Yeah, and talking yeah. with God. Um, yeah. You're a life coach. You're an author, you're a speaker. So you have a lot of expertise in this area, personal experience. <laughs> yeah, I was just messed up in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, and you needed it. Yeah. And God called yeah. you to it. That's what I think yeah. is so cool. Like your mess is now your message. Your test is now your testimony. Right. And I feel that way too. All the things that I've had to overcome, he did not do that for nothing. Right. You did yeah. not go through all of that for nothing. He called you to this mm -hmm. so that you can help other people find freedom in yeah. Christ. At Women of Faith, we not only care about your spiritual health, we care about your physical health too. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to be obedient to Him by taking care of the body God gave us. Our new sponsor, Faithfully Fit and Free, shares this belief, and they're driven by a passion for helping people achieve a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind. You can visit faithfullyfitandfree.com to discover products that give you more energy and support your immunity, along with superfoods, personal care, and more. I personally love their mission and their products because I feel incredible taking them, and I know you'll love them too. Plus, when you place your first SmartShip order, you'll receive a free devotional. Check out faithfullyfitandfree.com, where the focus is on a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for a relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. How do you get in God's presence and how do you hear from God? Mm, such a good question. There's different ways that I do it. Um, one of them is I put on worship music and I just listen to the words. Sometimes I sing along, sometimes I don't. Sometimes yeah. I'm just praying and just getting into His presence is whatever works for you, right? Yes. So there's different, I take walks with Jesus. And sometimes I'm walking and I'm going, wow, you made that tree. I mean, I'm kind of cheesy, <laughs> like, why'd you make that tree? One time I was in um, the Grand Canyon and I was looking out at it. And, and you know, sometimes you don't know if it's you or God. Like, let me just put that disclaimer. But if it's way smarter than me yeah. <laughs> or funnier than me, it's usually God. And so I'm looking at the Grand Canyon and I was like, why did you make this? And I thought like he, I felt like he said, because I 
really felt like it. And I was like, that's so you, because like, you're just being snarky. Um, but I just have developed this playful, um, intimate relationship with him by asking a lot of questions yeah. and then waiting for the answer. But getting into his presence, reading the word, um, prayer, just anything that, you know, sometimes just laying flat and soaking to music yeah. um, and just letting my mind go where he wants it to go. Not like mindless, but meditating on a scripture and yeah. asking him questions. Yeah. And I think you having the promptings of the questions really <clears throat> helps. Because I think as a newer believer, even a mature believer, mm. you just really need some guidance, need some yeah spiritual mentorship. I mean, really, that's what a lot of this yeah. is, is how do you develop spiritual strength in your life? And this is a great start. Oh, thanks. You know, it really came out of a place where when I was, I was in a season where I was between jobs and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what God wanted me to do. And I was, had worked in churches and I just, it was before my ministry started officially. I didn't know this was the beginning, but I was traveling across country and I was just a missionary. And we talked about this earlier, where I just went wherever. God told me to go. Mm-hmm. And it was on that journey I was really faced with a lot of my own stuff, a lot of my own fears, fears about finances, um, beliefs that I had about, am I good enough or do I even have it in me? And then I was meeting with people. I stayed with friends. I stayed with strangers. I prayed with strangers on the street and they would need something. And I remember one time I was saying, God, I don't know how to help them. And I felt, and this is the smarter than me thing. And he said, that's okay. I do. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I literally listened and said, God, what question do you want to answer for this person? And I would wait for something to come with me. And I wouldn't say, God said, you know, I'd say, you know, would you feel like, how would you feel about asking God this question and seeing what he says or what comes to mind. And that just started some of the tools in this book came from me coaching others by accident on the road. And then I started life coaching and I started doing it with clients. And they're like, you should write that down for me. Literally this book was like, oh, I'll just write this down really quick Uh for my clients. And then it came into that. Wow. And we got connected through life coaching. We did. Through ICCI Life Coaching. Um, They sponsor this show Mm -hmm. and it's been such a blessing for us to come to know each other through that and be peers of life coaching and really helping other people know that Mm. they can set goals and have priorities and know how to move forward in a healthy way, in a Christian way. Mm. And I think that it's such a special thing that maybe people don't even know what life coaching is. What would you tell people about life coaching? You know, I think every successful person has a life coach. Um, and I have heard, you know, even secular, not Christians, have always sought someone else not to give them the answers or lead them, which could be mentoring. And, and it's great sure. in its own respect. Mm-hmm. But coaches ask the questions you haven't thought of, because if honestly, if you had thought of the question, you would be in a different place. You would be moving forward. But coaches help you discover in, in the Christian life coaching, discover who God made yeah. you to be. So my goal as a coach is to listen to what you're what you want to get out of the session mm-hmm. and then help you hear God and figure out what the answers to those questions are because the questions are where you're stuck. And it's not just about setting goals. People think, oh, I could set goals. I don't need a coach to help me set goals. Right. So much more than that. So much more. It's unveiling the lies that you believe and mm-hmm. um, the areas of your life that you're passionate about that maybe you weren't even sure of. 
How did you come to life coaching? How did you decide to be a life coach? It was kind of by accident. Um, I had been working in a ministry, and uh, when I left that job, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and that's when I did the you know thing across country. Sure. But I met someone who, as I was praying with people and helping them hear God and meet with God, they were like, you'd be a great life coach. And I was like, really, what's that? And so I had no idea. And so I prayed about it. And then I did a little bit of research online and I went, oh, well, yeah, maybe I should do that. And I asked a few friends and they're like, yeah, we're going to donate and help you get that, you know, certification and credentialing. I'm like, okay. And it was kind of like one of those wide open doors that yes. God's like, you're, I'm making you go through this. Yep. And I, I love learning and I love learning new skills and I love helping people. Mm-hmm. So that's, I kind of, by accident, I didn't know it was going to turn into coaching people and then also mentoring other coaches and helping yeah. other coaches learn how to be coaches. So it's so much fun. Yeah. So you like learning things. Mm. What's one of your hidden talents? <laughs> um, well, I am musical a little bit. Um, so yeah, I used to sing professionally. So I wow. did that before ministry. Uh-huh. I did musical theater and tours and, you know, um, audio books. And I still do some voiceovers on the side. Uh-huh. So I did a commercial this week, actually. Wow. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. In my little home studio. Yeah. That'd be so fun. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> so what do you know how to sing? Okay. Do not make me sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you brought it up. <laughs> since you brought it up. Uh, what is the most exciting experience you've ever had? <sighs> you know, I've done so many fun things in my life. Man. I've been able to, you know, tour with Perry Como and sing backups with him, and that was so much fun. He was just such a dear, sweet man, and I loved that. Yeah. And then I've been able to hand out the Book of John for the very first time to a people group in Africa that mm-hmm. never had that in their language before. Yeah. And that was part of a job where I worked for with Bible translation and raising money for them. And that was exciting in a whole different way. Yeah. Like to see grandmothers hold this precious book and then yes. hand it to their grandkids and go, we can read it in our language. So um, I've, had, I've had lots of really fun experiences in my life. Yeah. What do you think has been one of the most difficult experiences of your life? Mm. I, think, I think the most difficult experience has been reporting the abuse that I went through as a child. Um, you know, having to go to the police department by myself and there's something empowering about it. Yeah. Um, but it was also difficult because I had carried that as a secret my whole life, yeah. which is what led to me needing freedom. Like, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't realize it was going to be difficult beyond that reporting. You know, you don't really think sometimes you're just, you've got this pain and you need yeah. to do something about it. Yeah. And that one step is freeing in one way, but it creates a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's been a process. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like, I just noticed this because I didn't know you were going to ask that question. But the abuse wasn't the hardest thing. Reporting it was harder. Wow. Isn't that strange? I don't even know why I answered it that way, but it's true. So if someone has been abused in whatever way, I mean, there's lots of different types of abuse. If someone has been abused, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Mm. Wow. I think there's, I have a blog post on that, um, on how to report. Um, I would tell them if you were a child, like I was, um, there, uh, the statute of limitations is often longer than we think. 
And, and so to investigate that for your state, mm -hmm. and I would say in every state, there is an advocate agency that will, will go with you to the police department. Yeah. That doesn't have to be friends or family, but to report it. It really, especially if it's physical or sexual, um, there's also spiritual abuse, which I talk about quite a lot from yeah. being on staff at churches. That's different. That's not a reporting kind of yeah. legal thing. Yeah. And often if you go to the oversight in an organization, it's not always received well. Yeah. And so you have to find an advocate for you, yeah. um, but lots and lots of prayer to ask the Lord, not like if you should do it or not, but how. Yeah. Um, so that you're doing it from a place of, not doing it from a place of pain or fear or hurt, because that often our behaviors will mimic, and and um, in a way that's expounded upon and, and bigger, mm -hmm. and our feelings run the show, and then we have actions that come from feelings which aren't always um, wise. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. So outside of reporting it, how would you help someone? <clears throat> Or what advice would you give them to find freedom after abuse? Mm. I know that's such a yeah. wide open question. Yeah, um, counseling. Yeah, I think um, absolutely get counseling, get therapy, find someone that you can talk to that can diagnose all the earlier when I talked about forgiveness and consequences. There's lots of consequences. I mean, I have gone through therapy myself, and I didn't realize that some of the ways I was behaving, like um, performance high achiever, like mm -hmm. straight A student, you know, singer and dancer, you know, and national yeah. tours. Like I was, no one knew I had been abused because the evidence wasn't there. Yeah. I wasn't a drug addict or, you yeah. know, all those sorts you of You kind of went to the other side. Instead yes. of drug addict, you went to the high performer, I'm gonna overcome everything because right. then I'm untouchable. Right. Yeah. And so that was just equally as unhealthy. So when you get therapy and you just tell someone your story, then you can start healing. There's a great book. It's secular, but it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And your body actually remembers every trauma that ever happened, whether it was spiritual abuse, verbal, physical, sexual, whatever kind of abuse it was. You, your mind and your body remembers it, even if it's not in your, you know, your conscious. conscious yeah, yeah, like you can't tell the story. Yeah. Um, but as you get therapy, you're able to get it out of your yeah. body. Um, even so even now, I'll get a massage after counseling sometimes so that I can work that out. It's good. Um, yeah. So I would say get therapy. And then oftentimes people don't want to keep looking at the past. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I want to move forward. And that's one of the reasons I started Freedom Coaching. Because people, the past can identify our present and tell us why we're stuck. It, it's a great informer. But if you don't want to talk about it anymore, then let's take that information and learn how to move forward from it. Yeah. And like you said, often our mess is our message. God will use that very thing that was meant to destroy us to set us up for the greatest victory, which is helping other people see yes. Jesus. Yes, and I feel like I can see that over and over and over again in my life. Mm. Like the things that were the biggest struggles yeah. Are the thing the very things that I talk about now, are the very things that I have freedom from now, yeah. are the very things that I see in other people and I'm like, mm -hmm. let's, let's go there. Let's mm -hmm. talk about it. Let's find, yeah. let's figure this out together because I've been there. And I think I see that in you. That's very mm -hmm. much your heart is yeah. you have seen people struggle mm -hmm. and you've been there. Yeah. You've been through those struggles. What would be your advice to somebody that is struggling and, and they think they're the only ones struggling with that mm -hmm. issue? 
you know, every person who's gone through something hard thinks they're the only one and that no yeah. one will understand. Um, I would want to, I want them to know that I see them. And like, if I see, like, if someone tells me a story, I see you, I understand and validate that pain. We need to have it validated. We need to have it acknowledged and be seen. Cause often if you've gone through abuse, you don't feel seen mm-hmm. or you feel like you must've done something to attract it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had other abuses throughout my life. And so a lot of people that had one abuse, it's like repeated. And I remember saying like, why has this always happened to me? Mm-hmm. Like, why did it happen again? And I didn't do anything to, you know, attract that married man for hitting on me or whatever the thing was. And it helps to get therapy so that your your therapist or your counselor, or even your friend telling somebody yeah. can help you see the patterns to know. I used to say, I have a broken no. Like I just, I didn't know how to say no to people. I didn't know how to set boundaries. So I had the same recurring things, even if they were different, they may not have been, you know, sexual abuse, but they were still, um, violations of, of my person and of my wishes and my values. And so once you recognize, once you're validated, your pain is validated, then you feel more free to go. Okay. That was real. I didn't make it up. I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. This thing did happen to me and it was wrong. Okay, now what? Now that I've acknowledged it, now I can forgive. And once we forgive, then we can really start receiving, whether it's love from other people, which a lot of people have been victims. We put up walls around us because it's too scary to be loved because we're not sure if it's gonna flip. And so letting those walls down is scary. And we may not always find the right person to do it with us, but a trained person is the safest route. Jill and I were talking about finding freedom in Christ. We were talking about transforming our mind, renewing our mind. And I was reminded of Romans 12 too. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I encourage you just to take a look at this verse over and over and over. (laughs) If you want things that are good, pleasing and perfect, God's will for you, you have the opportunity to transform your mind, to change the way you think. The way you do that is by being in the presence of God. In the past, I remember thinking this thought that wouldn't align with God. I would read the Bible and I would spend time with them and then I would go on with my day and I would think of things that would have nothing to do with the truth of scripture, the Bible, the character of who God is, the truth of me. So what did I do to transform my mind? How did I renew my mind at that point? Well, I realized I had to replace my thoughts. You can't just tell yourself, oh, stop thinking about these things. You have to replace your thoughts. So what do you replace it with? Scripture is number one, of course. When you're feeling anxious, find scripture that aligns with your anxious thoughts. If nothing else, just Google it. What are scriptures that align with relief of anxiety? And it'll show you scriptures to think about, meditate on. Instead of being anxious, align your thoughts with scripture. What are positive statements that align yourself with God's truth? What are his promises? What does he say about you? 
and think on these things. Think about Romans 12 too. We don't have to think of the way the world thinks. We have an opportunity to align our thoughts with the truth of God. This is what changed my entire life. And it's my hope that this changes your life too. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. How can people connect with you? That's the best way. Uh, best way is jillmonaco.com, my website. So from there, there's links to, you know, the social media. Yeah. Um, Facebook is, I think, my page, uh, my author speaker page is Jill Monaco Ministries. Okay. And Twitter and Instagram. And they can get your book on your site? Yep, or on Amazon. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Next question. Jill Monaco Truth Bomb. What okay. do you got? Somebody wants to remember the one thing to take away from Jill Monaco, what would it be? Well, I don't think we talked about it up till now, but I will say if there's one thing that I want people to know is that love is the key. Mm. Love is the key to setting us free. And if we think about it, it was the great love that Jesus had that he came here on earth and humbled himself and loved us so much to die on a cross for us. Mm. And that love is what we have now. Like we can be that love towards others. So no matter what comes against us, love is greater than that thing. Love is greater than any other spirit because perfect love casts out fear. Wow, we could really expand on that, right? We could probably. So (laughs) gosh, love always wins. It does. So what would you tell somebody that doesn't believe that? They're like, I've not experienced that in my life. Mm. What would you tell them? You know, I think it might be another Christianese thing, right? Like, oh, I'm, supposed to, I'm exactly. supposed to love, so how do I do that? Or it's in your head, like you said earlier. Okay, in my head, I know what you're saying is right. I know that's what the Bible tells me. I know that mm-hmm. this book right here tells me that, but I don't believe that. I'd say get into the presence of God. Mm really encounter God's love. When we encounter God's love, when it's something that comes to us in such a strong way, I have this, I have this phrase that what, um, whatever comes to us is cultivated in us and is communicated through yeah. us. So when you want to really understand how do I love my enemies, like there is not, I mean, Jesus says to do it, but he didn't really tell us how, but it's because every single enemy is different. Sometimes yeah. it's the enemy of our soul. Sometimes we think it's a person, but Ephesians says it's not. We're wrestling against principalities and powers yeah. of the air. Good. Jesus knows how to win all those battles, and He knows love is the key. So we have to connect with Him and ask yeah. Him those questions. How do I pray for this person? Yeah. How do I bless this person or the circumstance? Give me wisdom and revelation on how to love well. And when we really know that we're so loved, it's much easier to give it away. It's not that it's like, oh, this is smooth sailing. But the, I got this figured out. Yeah, I'm just going to love them. I'm going to yeah. love them and they'll be nice to me. It doesn't always work that way. Right. But God will really truly show us yeah. how to get that freedom and that breakthrough with love. Yeah. yeah. And the definition of love is not what the world has taught us. Right. When you look up 1 Corinthians 13 and you start looking through that, Um, I have read 1 Corinthians 13, probably more than any other chapter in the entire Bible Mm -hmm. over and over different translations. Yeah. Because I'm like, what does that word mean? Mm -hmm. You know, different translations, I'll go through it because I want 
to love the way God loves. Yeah. And first Corinthians 13 is actually real love. That's how we can know what love truly means. Not what the world tells us love means because love means a lot of different, you can love your pet, right? You can love a friend, you can love your spouse. Those are all very different. Right. 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 And I think, um, for me, I had to like retrain my brain. Yeah. What does love really mean? Mm-hmm. So it's good. What would be one last piece of advice before we're done today that you'd like to give? Um, whatever you're struggling with, encountering God's presence is truly the place to start, the place to be in the middle, and the place to end. We always go to Him for the answers. We go to Him with our questions. Mm-hmm. We go to Him to get peace, to find rest, to find affirmation, confirmation. Like, I, I am such a huge believer in just being in His presence. And so if I were to give any any advice, and if I could leave this earth and someone say, Jill gave me the best advice, it was that sh- to know Jesus more, to yeah. know God. Because yeah. in knowing Him, it's like, look, if we look into His eyes, deeply into His eyes, we see who He made us to be. Yeah. And so that's that what comes to you is cultivated in you. So when his love comes to me and I let that come in me, mm-hmm. I can give it away. But we only give away what we have. Yeah. And so my advice would be be in his presence and receive everything he has for you so you can give it away. Yeah. I'm cheering you wildly. I love the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think your freedom coaching model is just amazing and beautiful and so helpful. Um, I would say anybody grabbing this book, it can really help you encounter the presence of God and find freedom in Jesus. I love it so much. So thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. was brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, ICCI, and OneShare. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.